Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Studio. I really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff, like I always do. So, sorry, we're, we're taping it on Thursday. It's playing on Friday. We already know the outcome of the game, but I think the context and some of the, some of, some of the behind the scenes is still very important. So we'll watch that situation as we go forward. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, not tip, uh, this is not typical for this show, but after I watched a, a, an interview on the Super Talk Network, I, I talked with Cammy about the opportunity to invite uh, two guests to join me this morning. We'll just kind of wet your whistle today. I think it'll be the, one, the, the, the beginning of maybe many conversations that I will have with them. But I want to invite Joel Anand Salmi and Natasha Church, Churdach to, uh, to the Ricky Matthews Show. They're the co-founders of the International Leader Summit and co-founders of the Journal, Journal, uh, Jerusalem Leadership Summit and also co-hosts of America Roundtable on radio and podcast format. And uh, they, they've been watching carefully what's happening over in Israel and had tremendous contacts there. And we're just going to start a conversation that we will finish over a number of shows going forward. Without any uh, further ado, let me welcome Natasha and Joel to the Ricky Matthews Show. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing great. Thank you so much, Ricky, for hosting us. Thank, Thank you very much, Ricky. Thank you. Hey, you, you guys can decide which is the best to talk about this, but how did you guys come together and uh, you know, you're launching these important discussions, international discussions about the situation long before there was a war? Where, where did that come from? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so actually, we, as many people know, we are a couple too. So we are, we have started with the international platform, bringing together reformers to improve actually economic growth, to improve the rule of law in emerging democracies, to have protection of property rights across the board uh, in the different countries, in Eastern Europe, in Europe, and connecting all, I mean, the countries of America and Europe Israel, India, uh, to have more trade, uh, more people-to-people -people relations that are based on the rule of law, which protects life, liberty, and private property, so that we see more uh, new generations coming out, looking up, you know, up to prosperity, looking to peace, looking how to improve their own families, and just for all of us to have a better life, basically. And Joel, what would you add to that? Uh, yes, indeed. It's an important platform and, and Natasha's experiences living and growing up in a former communist country, former Yugoslavia, understanding what the wars were about in the 1990s and presenting that to our fellow Americans about how we see socialism creeping in in America today, uh, wokeism and other things that are getting us off the importance and significance of the U.S. Constitution, which protects life, liberty and private property. And America is a great country. It still is 
a beacon of hope, a, a city on the hill. And uh, we are so blessed to have the U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence that many people around the world appreciate and value. And uh, in times like this here, we understand the importance of peace through strength and the important uh, issue and the important um, uh, policy that is not just only in our hemisphere, but in the Middle East, which impacts us as well when you think about energy and other aspects of it as well. When Natasha, you probably well know in Biloxi, Mississippi, there's a huge Croatian community here. And uh, I married my wife, Anne, is a Bahanovic. And her grandparents oh, wow. came here from Croatia. Amazing. And uh, right. And, and uh, we were we we were a couple of years ago, we spent some time in Split and spent a lot of time. In the, and we obviously went went to uh, Dubrovnik and then we went went in the other direction. We, we really fell in love with Croatia. And uh, one of our grandparents is from from Brock, and the other one I'm trying to remember the other the other oh Havar of course right and, right <laughs> and um, and we went to we went to spend some time there as well but um, yeah I mean the. What a beautiful country. When her par grandparents made the very <laughs> brave decision to, to leave there to come here, they left such a beautiful co country that was in such a such turmoil, as you well know. Right. And uh, so you'll, you'll, you'll be able to relate, I think, to a lot of people here who have, who've, who've been to, to Croatia and have understood the history there. Um, so anyway, I just, you know, it's a small world. That's what that falls That's right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. amazing to find out, actually. It would be great to yeah. get together with you and your wife one yeah. day. Okay, so here, here's what I would say. The average American, uh, the average Mississippian is coming, is having to get a very fast history le lesson about what's happening in Israel these days. A lot of them are religious and they understand some of the, some of the religious history that uh, the turmoil that the Jewish community has had to go through th throughout history. But at the end of the day, uh, when you're talking to someone in an elevator speech that's now saying, gosh, man, we got to pay more attention of this. How do you say to them how we got here? Absolutely, Ricky. In fact, uh, 75 years ago, Israel became an independent nation. And we have to remember that it was just right after the Holocaust, which killed, murdered six million Jews in Europe. And a great many of them fled to, at that time, which was the British mandate. And the British and the United Nations decided to give Israel a piece of land in the Middle East. And actually, this land belonged to the Israelis all the way back to 3,000 years ago. We had King David, King Solomon, the kingdoms of Solomon and David there. There are uh, artifacts that date back to that time period, coins and so forth. And so as Israelis celebrated their 75th birthday and then also the 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur, they did not realize what was happening. Iran backed and aided and supported Hamas terrorist group, waged this horrific terrorist attack, Israel's 9-11. And when we can put that into perspective for our fellow Americans, our Mississippians, is the fact that it was 9-11 times 10 times more. In fact, we look at the number of lives that were lost here in America on 9-11, that was about 3,000. In Israel, it's 1,400. But for a country of a population of nearly 9, 10 million people, that's like 50,000 people lost in one single day. So it was the largest single day of loss since the Holocaust. And, um, you know, Israel is, you know, uniquely the promised land. And we have Jewish communities uh, from all, all around the world, including from India, uh, returning to Israel. And it's a country that has provided 
opportunities, not only uh, for their fellow countrymen, but for Arabs as well in Judea and Samaria as Jews and Arabs live together and work together. Hey, you know what? I got a I got a call from a young man this morning, and he was telling me that he was watching videos online, and it will be interesting to see because news media they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna edit things and not gonna show the violence to the extent that you can see it on YouTube now. I, I don't I don't really encourage anyone to go look at those 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 videos, but the level of violence. He, one of the videos was videos from inside that bunker when they threw the hand grenade inside the bunker, and all those people had packed in there, and the one guy who tried to get out, and then they killed him, and all these videos are starting to show up on the, on the internet. And he he asked me. How can someone hate someone so much? I mean, how can we be in this position? The other point that he made, which is I think most people need to understand, is it wasn't like this was a single terrorist attack and then things calmed down. It was a, it was a single terrorist attack combined with thousands of bombs coming hurling into Israel. Israel is forced to protect itself, and 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 it's a, a tough situation. But I wonder, you guys, how much the the, the rawness of what's available to people how much that's going to help educate them about just how difficult a situation this is for Israel. Right. I mean, unfortunately, uh, we are kind of forced to watch these videos because that they show the barbarity of the other side, which gives justification for Israel to defend itself. I mean, you know, average people would understand that Israel needs to defend itself. But uh, the propaganda that is perpetrated by, by Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, which was backed by Iran, uh, is such that we have, I mean, Al Jazeera, which is based in Qatar, which is actually intermediary between Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah, which is another terrorist group in Lebanon. So uh, Qatar is providing funding which comes from Iran via Qatar to Hamas and Hezbollah. They are also uh, there. Um, Hamas's leadership is sitting actually in Qatar. Some training went through Qatar. So basically, if Qatar has its own outlet, which is Al Jazeera media outlet, which is very powerful, and let's say in Eastern Europe, uh, in the Balkans, the most uh, in Croatia as well, uh, the news is coming from uh, Qataris based Al Jazeera. And what you hear is Hamas's propaganda about Israel actually, you know, killing innocent civilians by uh, striking on purpose the hospital, which is not true. But there are so many other untruths that are placed out there so that the, the way we can understand, unfortunately, is by looking at this very, the, the savagery, these brutal killings, the murders, I mean, decapitated children, bodies that are desecrated. So, so by seeing those, people really see the truth and they see the reasoning and justification for Israel to defend, to defend itself, which is a natural thing, to, a reasonable thing, a common sense to think about. And when we think about the current situation, as you said, uh, about, uh, you know, what's going on, it is all about Iran's. Uh, Iran just received $6 billion released by the U.S. administration, which gave them strength and monetary power to, to fund terrorists in, in, in the Middle East. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk about, you know, where is all this headed? What's the end game? And again, we're just scratching the surface on an important conversation, but we'll, we'll uh, continue the conversation with Joel and Natasha on the other side. We'll see you after this.
back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have Joel Anand Salmi and Natasha Churdach, who are the, they, they started an organization called the International Leader Summit, also the Jerusalem Leader Summit, and they're co-hosts of the Americans Roundtable. And again, we're just going to scratch the service today. I look forward to coming back and having more conversations with them. Joel, the thing that worries me to death, like we went into Iraq, we did what we did in Iraq, and it created so much. It's, it's like, a, you know, be careful what you ask for. What the end game? look like to you from all of this this war yeah indeed uh, as we look at israel israel has been one of america's most strongest allies in the middle east when we experienced our 9-11 on september 11 2001 israel was right with us shoulder to shoulder the relationship between america and israel goes back decades in fact america was the one that the country that actually uh, stood with israel and was the one that recognized israel as an independent nation and as a country we share those timeless values and those timeless principles with Israel, the Judeo-Christian heritage, those traditions that really created what we know today as America. But as you have asked a very important question, what is the end game? What's going to happen there? I think for each American, we have to realize that there is an axis of evil in a way coming together. We have Russia on one side. We have China that really is, have been emboldened because of its strength economically and now it's targeting America through cyber warfare and uh, it is really not wanting to be a friend of America. China is a foe of America and they have actually now colluded with Iran because Iran has oil. And Iran is moving oil to China, and uh, we know that the Biden administration has not done a very good job in enforcing sanctions. So they have become a very wealthy place now. And Iran's end game is the death of Israel, the little Satan, and the big Satan, America. So they want to get their hands on a nuclear weapon. So why should Americans care about what's happening? Well, if we do not stop what's happening in the Middle East, we'll be facing it on our own shores. And we know what 9-11 meant to America, what it did to America. We certainly want to be vigilant. It's not trying to say we need to get involved in endless wars. Our men and women in uniform, our sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, you know, they, they've taken a great toll over these years. But at this time here, at this moment of history, this is like facing Nazi Germany and the axis of evil. This is one of those very pivotal moments in history, and we will be remembered for how we respond. Will we be going down on the right side of history for freedom, uh, for the rule of law, uh, for what is dear to our hearts and minds, uh, the sanctity of life, or are we going to relegate our world to evil uh, countries, rogue nations that want to destroy us. Yeah, I could actually literally say the same thing about what's happening in Ukraine right now in a lot of respects. So it's a, it's a difficult place we find ourselves in. You know, one of the things that people, as they watch that terrorist attack unfold and see sort of the simplicity of how they accomplished it, you know, you know, getting through, you know, using, using drones and using motorcycles and using paragliders and all the things that they did and how they did it and how they executed it, the, the, the vastness of it and how it's amazing, you know, that we weren't aware that it was coming as much planning as it took. 
But the vulnerability that P- Americans felt as they contemplated what it must have been like to be in Israel in that moment in one of those communities where the terrorists came to, um, right there on the other side of the wall, and it forces you to think about what's happening at our southern border. And I don't say that as a Republican versus Democrat. I'm, I'm, I'm. If anything, I'm a little center right, but I'm deeply concerned about what's happening on our southern border. When you think about the number of people coming into our border from the Middle East, it's not just about Mexico or Central America anymore. Um, America's got a problem right now. We better get our our heads around it. What What do you guys think about that? I mean, yes, we are exposed to a, a huge threat, basically, having all this, uh, uh, you know, terrorists coming in a country without being properly vetted. I mean, there were some 150 plus terrorists that were actually that were on terrorist FBI terrorist list listed uh, that were apprehended. And we can just imagine how many more have entered the country that we don't know anything about. So there's a there's a there's a huge threat. And as you said, the ease as uh, the Hamas, uh, with the ease they entered Israel, uh, where they are just, you know, crossed the, you know, cut the border that wired and got in. And with ease, they the terrorist attacks that they perpetrating still. So we, we have to be very careful. I mean, the situation in, in Ukraine and, and Israel is showing us how important it is to have strong border. And when you think about, you know, you're not talking about the left or right Democrats or Republicans, we need to pay attention that since Biden became president, we had a series of very unfortunate events. Basically, we abandoned the policy of peace through strength, starting with our 13 service members killed and and 15 actually in Afghanistan with $7 billion wasted, basically $7 billion of military equipment left to become Taliban's property. With then Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Iran's getting emboldened with Hamas attacking Israel. It's just very, very unfortunate. It's a very unstabilizing situation, as I suspected. We're only just scratching the surface. But look, Joel and Natasha, I can't wait to have you back. We'll have you back in the next few weeks, and we'll spend a whole show together talking about why this matters to the average uh, American, why this this matters to Mississippians in a way that maybe they can understand it better. It's been a pleasure to see you guys. Thank you very much, much, Ricky. You bet, you bet. It's been it's been it's been my pleasure. I wish we again I wish we had more time. Have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday morning. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.